Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero, where I come to you each and every week from my studio in Dallas, Texas. It's called the You Need More Money podcast in connection with my book, You Need More Money. I hope you get it. I hope you want more, man. That's why you're listening to this. You want more money. You want more success. You're trying to figure out how the heck do you do it. And one of the things that Billy and I have seen as we start to track the data of the podcast is people are really digging the sales tips. And so one of the things I thought I'd do on today's podcast is give you my interpretation of the mindset of a sales pro. What do the greats that I work with and that I know do each and every day that make them a great salesperson and therefore a top earner? I mean, I have literally had the pleasure of working with some of the best salespeople on the planet here in my office at commercial fleet. And I think I'm one of them as well. I'm talking about guys that are top earners in sales. The 1% of the one percenters, the guys that make big money. And I'm fortunate enough to work with some of them here. You know, I have a number of guys in my office that are multiple hundred thousand dollar a year earners above 300, above 500, above 700 and even above a million. So I know these guys know what the hell they're doing. I like to give myself a little pat on the back that I showed them the way, right? I mean, none of them came to me knowing how to do our business. They learned our processes uh, through our CFF university and, and just from freaking grit. But I want to go through. I want to shed some light on what are the top traits of the mindset of sales pros, the best of the best. And here they are. I'm just going to go down through them. This is the ranking that I put them in. The number one thing that great salespeople do is they know how to hunt. The greats go into the marketplace and find business. They know what pond to fish in. They know where the deals are. They've identified their best customers, the customers that they have the greatest chance of making money with, and they know how to go after them. They are hunters. I use the term hunter because it's literally like a caveman who has to leave the cave every day. Think about the salespeople that you work with. Most of them literally get to the cave every day. They're unshaven. They're not dressed like pros. Dressing is like armor. You put on your armor to go to war every day. And then they sort of walk around the cave, around and around and around. And they're sort of like, anybody got anything to eat in this cave? Like, what, what should, you want me to start the fire in case the hunter brings back the food? How about I just sweep the cave for a little bit, right? That's what I'll do. I'll put myself to work. I'll just sweep the cave. And you know what a couple guys do? They're like, I don't need the fire, and I don't need you to sweep the cave. You know what we need? We need some meat, man. Give me my spear. I'm going into the marketplace, and I'm going to go kill something. I'm going to drag it back. I'm going to skin it. I'm going to cut it up, and I'm going to share it with as many people as I can find. That's what the hunters do, and only a few of them do it incredibly well. So the greatest salespeople are hunters. They know how to go into the marketplace and find the right deal. If we go back to the caveman, they know the honey hole. They know where the trail is that leads the animals to the water. And they go and they park on the trail because they know that sooner or later the animals are going to come walking down that little trail, heading to the water because the animals got a drink, and they're going to go kill it. And they do it over and over and over. They know what pond to fish in. The second trait, the second piece of the mindset of incredible sales pros is that they understand how to bring value. I'm going to give you a perfect, simple example of this. 
it's 110 degrees in Texas right now. It's summertime, July in Texas. We were in the middle of this like unbelievable heat wave. Like literally the grass is brown. Everything is wilting. The cities are on water rations. You can only water like on odd days or even days once or twice a week now. Um, the ponds are starting, the lakes are starting to go down. You're beginning to see shoreline that you never saw before. It's hot. And we planted these plants in front of our office, these flowers with a bird uh, bath, a bird, um, yeah, bird bath. And it's so doggone hot that literally every two days the water in the bird bath is evaporating and the flowers are not connected to a sprinkler system, so they're dying out. So our receptionist who sits up front while everyone in the office, by the way, walks by these flowers and they're watching them die until I walked by on Thursday. And I was like, uh, anybody going to water these flowers? Anybody? Uh, anybody? We just planted the flowers. Are we going to let the flowers die? So what did I do? I went, I got the thing, the bucket, and I started watering the flowers. And I guess what? I gave them another two days worth of life because without water, these flowers are going to die. But as a leader, I brought our receptionist in and I said, hey, will you do me a favor? I need you to water these flowers, right? Because I got some banks coming in this week and I want the front of the office to look nice and I just kind of think it's part of your damn job. Don't let the flowers in front of the office die. Well, guess what happens? I roll in today and guess what? Them flowers are dying again. Ain't nobody put water on the flowers. The greats understand how to always bring value. The greats water the flowers without ever being asked to water the flowers because they see something dying and they're resourceful and they're like, hey man, let me go put some water on that. Let me just see what happens. Let me just not let my work of planting the flowers die. They always bring value to the situation. They make the situation better. Number three, the greats are experts. They have put in the time, that 10,000 hours that everybody talks about for expertise, they have put in the time to be an expert in their craft. Listen to me. Amateurs get crushed. Experts get paid every single time. Amateurs don't get paid. Experts always get paid. So the greats understand that they have to be an expert in their space. They have to be the most knowledgeable person in the space. Number four, experts and the best salespeople are problem solvers. Now, let me give you an example. If you take all these things that I just gave you, if you take this hunter mindset, the value builder, the expert, and you overlay that onto problem solving, you make money. I'll give you a perfect example. I, um, many years ago, was called by the largest towing company in Dallas, Fort Worth, not glamorous, I get it. But you're talking a $20 million a year towing company and at a $20 million a year towing company that's got margins of, let's say, 20%, you're talking a net profit of $4 million split by two guys, pretty successful guys. And they were doing an acquisition. There was a company called Road One who was a tow equipment manufacturer road one rolled up for those of you who don't know what a roll-up is it's where usually guys with very deep pockets begin to see um, subsections within industries that through acquisitions they could roll up various companies create scale and let economies of scale work in their favor so that's what these guys did at road one 
they rolled up towing companies. The only problem was that these wizards, these gurus, these brainiacs never figured out that, wait a minute, if I manufacture towing equipment and now I'm buying towing companies and therefore I'm now a towing company and not a manufacturer, I might alienate other towing companies that are competing against me and therefore they won't want to buy my equipment. Does everybody follow me on that? Right? These guys didn't figure this out. It seems like pretty simple business to me. Why would you as a manufacturer want to compete with your customers? But that's what these guys did. And they rolled up all these towing companies. And within a very short period of time, within literally less than two years, the whole thing unraveled. And all these brainiacs and consultants and smart guys said, wait a minute, this isn't really helping our manufacturing business. We should divest of all these different towing companies. And they began to sell back the towing companies, maybe to the the original owners or to other competitors. And my client said, this sounds like money. This smells like money. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take advantage of road one screw up and we're going to start buying our competitors for pennies on the dollar. Sounds good, right? Here's the only problem. Nobody could figure out how to do it. Nobody understood how to take the debt service of all these other towing companies, the loans against the tow trucks, maybe the loans against property, maybe the employee base, and try to put it all together. And they, my guys at the towing company, it was called Walnut Hill Wrecker, tried, and they screwed it up. And they knew about me as an expert in tow truck financing. So what did they do? They called me. And said, can you have a meeting with us? I said, of course. I've been trying to get in with you guys for a long time. You guys asked for a meeting. I'll be right there. Drove to their offices in Plano, Texas. Sat down with them in their executive offices. And these guys were kind enough to tell me the truth, not BS me, and tell me the truth that they couldn't figure out how to do this acquisition strategy. They couldn't figure out the numbers on it. They couldn't get the financing. They couldn't get it all dialed in. And so we spent a couple days together, and I laid out the entire program for them of exactly how I would do it. All of this was value-add to them. I didn't have the business at this point. And eventually, a couple days later, they said, you're our guy. Come on in and do it. And I did it. And we bought up tons of towing companies. And we finished all that debt service. We rolled it all up into these nice, beautiful bundles of financing packages, which we did the financing on. And we made tons of money on it. Now, that was just one deal that we made tons of money on it. The reality was, as they continued to grow over the years and replace all that old equipment, who do you think was their finance guy? Me. We did millions of deals together because as a problem solver and an expert, I was able to do something that nobody else was able to do for them. And it made us gobs and gobs of money over the years. You got to figure out how to be a problem solver. And you be a problem solver through the expertise that you've earned because you understood how to bring value and you knew how to hunt. Now let's keep going. Two more. The greats are planners. They don't wing it, man. They are organized. They plan their week. They know the pond that they're, they're fishing in. They understand exactly what methodology they're going to use to go out into the marketplace and hunt. They sharpen their sword. They plan it out. It's not free wheel. Amateurs free wheel. Experts plan. And the last one is they are servicers after the sale. 
The greats know how to send a handwritten thank you card. They know when to go see the customer. They have broken bread with the customer. They've taken them to a ball game. They've spent a little bit of money on very high value activities. After the deal is done, the amateur takes the commission today and never thinks about the customer again. The greats understand that they have customer will travel. If they can build a book of business, eventually all they end up doing is just servicing that book of business to get more business. So that's the mindset of a sales pro. And I'm one of them. And I've been fortunate enough to work with lots of them in my company and outside of the company as well. But they are few and far between. The world of sales is mostly filled with amateurs with very few experts. Let me just give you the bullet points one more time. The first, the mindset of a great sales pro. Number one, they're a hunter. Number two, they bring value to every situation. Number three, they are experts in the space. Number four, they become problem solvers. They take the difficult stuff and they make it simple. Number five is they are planners. They organize their careers. And number six, they are servicers after the sale. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope I will see you at the Business Growth Summit in Dallas, Texas. I'm part of this organization now. I have bought into the business because I believe in the content so much. It's September 28, 29, and 30th in Dallas, Texas. You can go to bfssummit.com to learn more. I care about you guys. I'll see you down the road. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.